The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. And this is, oh, uh, Merry Christmas, right? This Thursday? I don't know what day it is. This is Christmas Eve, Will. This is Christmas Eve, so. Oh, Merry Christmas Eve! Happy holidays to everyone. To you, Devo, and to you, Frank Stanfield. What's up, buddy? How you doing? This is the DFS Podcast, the main slate edition. Of course, there is a Christmas game between the Saints and the Vikings. That is a separate podcast in your feed you can also check out the best bets in your podcast feed on friday uh frank what's up buddy yo what's going on merry christmas to you will merry christmas to everybody listening as well happy holidays um it was a good week it was a good week of, of football i'm excited jump back in it's like a By the way, i know we usually do this at the end of podcast but i remembered this as we were about to come on so i went over there and grabbed it um my my friends at uh extra 1360 in san diego the uh the radio station there darren smith and marty caswell uh, pay me in beer for my for my radio hit. I go on their show once a week. And Marty uh, mailed me a big uh, batch of beer. And one of them, I thought of you, Frank, because this is a this is from Thorn Brewing out in uh, San Diego. It's the Dickel Pickleback Ralph, and it is a barrel aged pickle sour in Dickel rye barrels. Oh man, I don't even know how good that. I guess I mean, like, I'm kind of intrigued to try it. Uh, aged 18 months in dickle rye barrels. So pickle and dickle. Ooh, man. Um, so try and figure this one out. Love sour beers. Don't like actual pickles. Sure. Love pickleback shots. So what are pickleback shots. Pickleback shots is shot of Jameson followed by a shot of pickle juice. Ooh, you like pickle juice, but not, <laughs> not normally, but it goes very well with Jameson. Interesting plot twist. Um, try it out. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, Let's get to the games. So the Saturday slate has three games. I was like, where the hell are all the games? Uh, the Saturday slate has three games. Um, we'll pretend that this is, cause I think for Saturday's purposes, I mean, you know, you're going to do the, you know, you're going to do the, I love the three slate, the three game slate. Like it's just love one it. trying to figure out the combination. And, uh, there are three games, as we mentioned, they're actually high scoring games. It sort of takes away from the rest of the slate. But that's okay. Bucks at Lions starts things off on Saturday. The Bucks are minus nine and a half. The over under here. 54, Frank. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford actually played pretty well considering how banged up he was, but I think it's worth noting that Chase Daniel came in for him, uh, late in that game. And so Stafford, uh, the third highest quarterback listed as questionable, uh, 50 
5,600, excuse me, for Stafford, 6,800 for Tom Brady. In either in, Interest in either of these guys when Kyler Murray is also on the slate. I don't mind Brady, but I think Kyler is probably the guy. Uh, what I've seen is Brady and, and Kyler are very clearly the top two projected quarterbacks on this three-game slate. And, uh, and in uh, fact, let's um, – if this is okay. Uh, you know what, we're, Let's list the games and talk about this by position. I think that's a better way to do it. All right. uh, so we have Bucks at Lions over under 54. 49ers at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals minus five, over under 49. And then the Dolphins at the Raiders, the Hawaii Bowl between uh, Tua Tungavailoa and Marcus Mariota, a matchup of uh, two, uh, two, two, two of the finest Samoans ever play football. Uh, Dolphins minus three, over under 47 and a half. You, so, but back to your discussion of the quarterbacks, feel free to loop in Tua and uh, Mariota there. Yeah, so for me, it's Kyler very clearly at the top. I think Tom Brady, if you want to pivot off against the Lions defense and that secondary that's just been beat up and not great all season with the weapons that he has, I uh, don't mind Tom Brady in the spot. And then if you want to pay down, I mean, the cheap quarterback play is Tua at 5,400 just because the Raiders defense is as bad as they are. Uh, Mariota is only 5K, so I guess he's somewhat interesting, but like, I think the Dolphins defense is actually really good, so I don't really want to mess around with that. Uh, so for me, it's, it's Kyler. If you want to pivot off Brady, um, and the cheap guy is, is Tua. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably fair because the Dolphins defense is good. Mariota's price is at least intriguing though. At five, I mean, $5,000 is, is dirt cheap, but I mean, Tua at 5,400 when he's probably going to use his legs more than Mariota, I would imagine. So I think you have a little more rushing upside and a little more rushing touchdown equity there. And then Stafford at 5,600. I think I tend to agree with you. Kyler at 7,500 is a ton, but I mean, he is a different quarterback over the last two games. Like he, he was playing, he was not doing what we want Kyler Murray to do for three straight weeks. And now over the last two weeks, um, you know, he's just rushing a lot more. He has 21 rushing attempts his last two games, one touchdown over 76 yards total, I believe. And. He, you know, he had rushed 15 times total in the three weeks before that. He's clearly healthier. Uh, his passing yardage is way up. He had three passing touchdowns last week against Philly and has a, you know, a pr- pretty fine matchup here against the 49ers who I think at this point are sort of starting to check out. I mean, when you get blitzkrieg by the Cowboys, it, it says a lot. Yep. Yep. And I think Kyler has the highest upside on the slate. We saw that last week, 38 DK points and. Uh, he looks like he's getting back to himself. He's getting healthier too. Obviously with that shoulder, he's more likely to take off and run and he's throwing more down the field again. And, uh, for what it's worth, he rushed for a season high 94 yards against San Francisco back in week one when they were mostly healthy. They're healthier than they are now. So, uh, I think we can you know, get some rushing yards again from yeah. Kyler in the spot. San Francisco, for whatever reason, over the last two years has sort of struggled with rushing quarterbacks. So. Yeah, I think Kyler is Kyler is the play. If you want to pay up at other spots, though, we Frank and I both agree, uh, Tua is the guy to go down to if you want to save twenty five, uh, twenty two thousand dollars, I guess, in terms of salary cap space. At the running back position, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, sixty six hundred, the highest priced guy up against that Miami defense. DeAndre Swift, unfortunately, being priced appropriately for this slate. Swift has been coming on strong. I played him a little bit last week. Uh, he had 23 fantasy points, two rushing touchdowns, caught four passes, although not for a ton of yardage. Uh, Ronald Jones still on the COVID list as of Wednesday when we record this. So th- that's obviously a pretty big factor, whether or not you go with Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette. Uh, Jones, 6,000, Fournette, 5,500. Um, and then, uh, let's see, who is, let's see, Salvin Ahmed is 5,600. 
And after that, you get to Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, also on the COVID list. Kenyon Drake, a pretty cheap 5,200, though. Yeah, Kenyon Drake is interesting, and I think you'll get him at a lower rostery because he burned some people last week. Uh, I was talking him up. I was excited about him, admittedly, just based on the role that he's had. Uh, but with Kyler running around a little bit more and throwing downfield, we're starting to see that early season Kenyon Drake again uh, from a fantasy perspective. So I think he's probably a contrarian guy, but but not someone that I want a ton of exposure to. I think if Ronald Jones is out, Leonard Fournette, as bad as he is, <laughs> I was just like talking so badly about him. I think he's probably in another smash spot here. 5,500, going up against the Lions. He's going to get the work in the red zone. He's going to get a few targets as well. So uh, if Ronald Jones is out, I think Fournette's probably the smash spot. And uh, Jeff Wilson at 5,000, it sounds like Raheem Mostert is is not going to play. Um, hey, Mostert's on IR. Yeah, yeah, Raheem Mostert's on IR. So so he's, yes, yeah, it's, it's all, although Wilson got a little banged up at the end of that game too. Yeah, got to so, make sure that he's like good to go, but. Yeah. He's talented enough at 5K where he's he's probably going to get 15-plus touches in, in that spot. And even in the event that Tevin Coleman got involved, which would be kind of surprising, he had three carries against Dallas, Jeff Wilson still profiles like the goal line back. They, even when Mostert was healthy, they were giving it to Wilson a lot in the goal line. So if San Francisco can get uh, into the red zone, which – Seems likely against an Arizona defense that's okay, but not great. Uh, he could be in line for some good spots. I don't like Jacobs at all. I can't believe he's priced that high. I mean, I guess given the other running backs, it makes a little bit of sense. Um, I don't mind DeAndre Swift and 6,400 is a lot. I, I think you're, you know, if you're going with Kyler, you're probably paying down at running back. But the thing about Swift, and this is sort of my argument for playing him last week was there's a good chance the Lions are going to be trailing. And the Buccaneers are a good team against the run. They're not great anymore without Vita Vea. Uh, you can pass on them. They got great linebackers. So I mean, they could slow you down, but I, I think if the Lions are trailing, Swift is going to be the guy in there. And, you know, there's a youth movement of sorts going on there. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he saw way more reps than Adrian Peterson in the spot. Yeah, he should. And, um, it's trending up that way too. Uh, since he's returned, he's played about 60% of the snaps. So. Uh, I agree. Like he'll get some targets. He had five targets this past week. I think the problem here at 6400 will is that you need him to score. You need him to score yep. against this defense for him to really pay off. And it's certainly possible because when they get down there, they use him over Adrian Peterson. Uh, but yeah, if he doesn't score, uh, I mean Tampa Bay, they've only allowed one running back over 59 rushing yards all season, Ooh. and that was Dalvin Cook. So it's it's still a pretty pretty tough matchup. As for the Dolphins guys, like uh, Miles Gaskin, we're recording this Wednesday. What I just saw is that he's practicing. So if he plays, I don't really want either one. But if he were out, I think Ahmed is is interesting in like a whatever fifteen to twenty touch role. I think you're playing Ahmed if he's if if Gaskin's out. I was looking at just building a lineup as we're going. I had Murray Ahmed and uh Jeff Wilson. So to pay up for the quarterback, pay down for the running back, because those top options as we mentioned, like Jacobs is gonna get fed, but it's not a great matchup. And um, you know, we although I wonder if he, he might improve with Marcus Mariota, if they let Mariota run a little bit. At wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, substantially priced over everybody else. He is checks in at 8,300. Next up, Brandon Ayuk, 6,700. Mike Evans, 6,100. Chris Godwin, 6,000. And then you got to get down to Antonio Brown at 5,300 before the next guy. Who, who piques your interest at, uh, wide receiver? Yeah. So just up at the top, DeAndre Hopkins. It, the, the problem here is that if you want to play him with Kyler, you have to decide which two of the three you want to play, Kyler, Hopkins, 
and Darren Waller. You have to decide because trying to get all three of those guys in the rest of your roster is just going to look dreadful, even if you get those 5K running backs in. So you have to decide. So if you want to go Hopkins and Kyler, you're going to have to spend down at, at tight end. So just keep that in mind. But um, Hopkins looks like he's he's coming back around again, and we know what his upside is and what he's capable of. So I, I still really, really like him in this spot. And there's not really another wide receiver that you want to pay up on. Brandon Ayuk has been great, but he's 6,700, and C.J. Beathard is his – quarterback and he's going to have Patrick Peterson I assume shadowing him so as much as I loved him last week I don't really love him as much this week uh, just some lower price guys Marvin Jones assuming Stafford's good to go at 4900 the Bucks defense their secondary has been good for most of the season but they are you know so many teams are trailing against them that they're just giving up garbage time production to wide receivers so Jones has looked good at 49 and Antonio Brown, look, if you want to get a Bucks wide receiver, just take the one that's cheapest, and every single week that's Antonio Brown because they're all <laughs> sharing targets. And he finally scored a touchdown last week. so He looked pretty sharp last week, just moving down the field. Uh, I don't mind Len Bowden either at 3,900. He's had uh, two out of the last three weeks, uh, has gone over – actually, each of the last – he's 9.2 DraftKings points or more all the last three weeks, six, seven, and four uh, tar- uh, receptions. And hasn't even scored yet. Also usually gets at least one rushing carry per game. So there's some upside there if he could break one. And I mean, yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to turn him into a running back, but he, he, I just think he's an interesting player. Oh wait, this is, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's a Lynn Bowden revenge game. Oh, right. Oh right. yeah. He got traded by the Raiders before ever playing a snap in his entire career. And now he's coming on. Oh yeah. Smash Lynn Bowden. Yeah, this is the yep. spot where if you're Brian Flores and you want to get in good with your players, you want them to like you. You feed Lynn Bowden, and Tua's going to hook him up against this Raiders team. I love it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, thirty nine hundred. You're going to need some salary relief somewhere too, and I'd be much, much more excited about him if Devontae Parker is out. So pay attention to that injury news. Uh, the only other name that really kind of stands out as salary relief is Danny Amendola, thirty seven hundred. But yeah, I'd, I'd rather Bowden for the two two hundred dollars more. Yeah. Uh, all right, tight end. Darren Waller, obviously the most expensive guy, 7,000. George Kittle not playing. He's next to TJ Hawkins at 4,600. Mike Gusecki is questionable. He actually played last week. No, he did not play last week, right? He was ruled out late. He did not play. Yeah. He was practicing throughout the week. It looked like he might play. He did not. He's 4,400. Rob Gronkowski, 36. Dan Arnold, 32. Jordan Reed, 29. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Reed's the tight end that you spend down on if you want if you want to go that route, um, if you want to live in the mid tier, obviously Gasecki, the last time we saw him looked phenomenal with Tua and, uh, you know, just with all those guys banged up. So, but you got to see if he's healthy. If, if Gasecki's good to go though against this Raiders defense, not really scared about that. Hawkinson, another one. He's been rock solid all season long. The Bucks actually struggle against tight ends. So this is a decent spot. And, and then Waller all the way up at the top. And I spoke about him a little bit. We know what his upside is. Uh, he is tight end three, I believe, or tight end two in fantasy points per game. He would actually rank as a top 12 wide receiver. Wow. Behind only Travis Kelsey, who's having a historically great season. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about Waller, too, is when Der- uh, David Carr, Derek Carr, excuse me, got hurt, uh, you know, Marcus Mariota wasn't shy about targeting Waller. And it almost felt like he was going a little more vertical to Darren Waller than you typically see Derek Carr do, which I think is kind of interesting. Nine catches, 150 yards. I mean, that's a... You know, sixteen point six yards per catch. I mean, that's a that's his highest total of the year. That touchdown he caught on Thursday night football. I think it was like over the shoulder, right down the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a very, yeah. it was a deep ball. I mean, Mariota might be willing to be more vertical in this offense than um 
you know, than we've seen. I don't, how are the Dolphins against tight ends? They, they are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I don't really, know. I don't think it matters for Waller. He's just, he, he just sees so many targets. 28% target share. That's the most among, uh, most among tight ends this season. But you're right. It is very difficult to get, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and Darren Waller in. All right. What about defense? Who, uh, I mean, the Dolphins have to be the top choice, right? Maybe the Dolphins at 4,000, Bucks 3,800, Cardinals 3,300, 49ers 2,700. I don't see how you can possibly go with the Raiders or the Lions. Yeah. The Cardinals are my favorite going up against CJ Beathard. 3,300. They're the third highest priced. Uh, I think the Bucks could have some upside, especially if, they managed to knock Stafford out. If we see Chase Daniel in this game with uh, with the Bucks pass rush, we could see some mistakes there. So much more likely to play the Cardinals and the Bucks. All right. Uh, here's the lineup that I put together with your help, sort of, I guess. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray, Ahmed, Jeff Wilson, Lynn Bowden, Marvin Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Darren Waller. Got all three of them in there. Cardinals defense leaving me 4,500 for flex. Which is Nelson Aguilar, Mike Gusecki, Kendrick Bourne, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, or anyone cheaper? Your thoughts on who I should plug in this flex spot? Hmm. Aguilar hasn't been bad, but again, the Dolphins secondary is very good. Very good. There's a chance that Nelson Aguilar is shattered by Xavier Howard, which is terrifying. Yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> not a great spot to be in. Did you mention Amendola? Did you have him in there already? I did not mention Amendola. 3,700, that's probably the guy I would look at. Okay. Or is there a, um, yeah, Amendola's not very exciting. No, no, he's not. Um, is there, I mean, Gasecki, if Gasecki played, I might, he'd be the guy, I think. Dual tight ends? Dual tight ends. Tight end, dual tight ends has won the Millie Maker like three of the last four weeks. Yeah. I mean, not many people do it, especially if you play in, in a GPP or tournament. All right, I'm going to plug – this is the Millie Maker. I'm going to plug Gusecki in. Obviously, I will be uh, pivoting away from him to somebody else. Maybe Amendola. Maybe um, Aguilar. Maybe one of those running backs for San Francisco, depending on how things play out. And I might change up that uh, Ahmed if, if it ends up – if Gaskin is playing. So we'll see on that. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will do the regular slate since that ate up a ton of time for some reason. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Falcons and Chiefs. I mentioned it before. Chiefs minus ten and a half over under fifty four. This is the first, the highest total game of the main slate. Uh, you know, Frank, it doesn't seem like Patrick Mahomes is stoppable. No matter how, if he if he plays bad, if he plays a good defense, it doesn't matter. He just puts up points. He is in. A, he's not in a dome here, but uh, this is a pretty good matchup for him. Oh, it's a fantastic matchup. The Falcons are still allowing the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They've given up multiple touchdowns in three straight games, and even at 
8,500, I would consider Mahomes one of the three best quarterback plays this week. His upside is 30, 35 plus. We've seen that a few times already this season. Um, it's, again, it, it's hard to get Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey in there all together. And I am once again going to lean towards Tyreek Hill. It didn't work out for me last week. Travis Kelsey outscored him. But I just think if you want to spend up all the way up for somebody this week, Tyreek Hill is my guy going up against this Falcons secondary. So at 9,000, I'd, I'd rather go for him. Uh, if Julio Jones is out, Calvin Ridley has just been absolute money. So at 8,500, uh, if, if you wanted to spend up at wide receiver and maybe the two highest priced wide receivers on the slate. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do both of them, but, but I don't, I don't know how you, if you go with Mahomes and Hill or Mahomes and Kelsey as a stack, you have to be willing to spend way down elsewhere because I think you have to come back with Ridley. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see how you do that stack and don't come back with Ridley unless you're want to gamble and come back with Hayden Hurst. I was thinking Russell Gage too at 5100, who's been playing better recently. He's put, he puts up a ton of points. Yeah, he has. But no, you're, uh, look, Ridley, that combination of stack plus bring back Ridley. I mean, those if you get Mahomes, one of his pass catchers, and Ridley right there, you can be looking at like. 75 points from those yeah. three players? Russell Gage, 12.8 or more DraftKings points in four of the last five weeks, uh, including 15 or more each of the last three weeks. Four, he's had uh, 14 catches and two receiving touchdowns in the last three weeks. Don't hate it. You just... I'll, I'll throw Le'Veon Bell's name out there. Clyde is obviously not going to play. Um, and Bell scored a touchdown last week. If he gets 15 plus touches in this offense, he's one of the three running backs in that five to six K range. He's 5,800 that I like a good amount this week. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan, actually, you know, Matt Ryan had a really hit a huge game and then he ended up being like not even top five quarterbacks. So Last yeah. week was crazy for quarterbacks. It was. Well, and I think helpful. like, and we'll get to the Eagles next because they're playing the Cowboys, but when you have Jalen Hurts at $7,000, I don't see why you would. I mean, don't you think, well, let's just get to it. Eagles minus two and a half at Cowboys over under 49 and a half. Um, and if you have any more thoughts on that game, feel free to leak him in. But like, if, I mean, Jalen Hurts is $7,000. Why would you play Matt Ryan at 50? Well, 5,800 is really cheap. Never mind. Yeah. I, I think the argument against Matt Ryan is why would you play him at 58 when you can get Trubisky for a hundred cheaper going up oh, against yeah. the Jaguars, That's right? So it's like the Bears have a huge implied team total. I think it's 27 points. They're expected to score four touchdowns. Even if David Montgomery scores two of those, then that still leaves two that Trubisky could score, whether it's him throwing both or running for one. Um, so against the Jaguars, my argument would just be I would I would use Trubisky over Matt Ryan. As for the Eagles and Cowboys, Jalen Hurts is is my favorite quarterback play. He's seven thousand, and he's going to be very very. So you're three quarterbacks that are Trubisky, Hurts, and Mahomes. I like all three. Yeah, and they're all three different price points too. So it's someone you yeah. pay pay up for, someone in the mid range. And then Trubisky is like that sub six K quarterback that I like quite a bit, but I mean Jalen Hurts, um, especially against this Cowboys defense, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've also struggled against Kyler and Lamar in terms of their rushing. They allowed seventy four or more rushing yards and a rushing touchdown to both of those quarterbacks. So I think we could just be in for another massive game from Jalen Hurts, and this is a big game for both of these teams. Absolutely, the Eagles are seven to one to win the division, but as Debo knows, they are not that. I bet on them. On, uh, what's tonight? Today's Wednesday. I bet him on Tuesday night. Took the Eagles at seven to one to win the division. Do you, um, do you think that Hurts ownership is going to be really high this week after basically, I mean, 
sending a ton of people into the like standard league finals and willing, willing a million maker back to back weeks, essentially. Um, and you, and the thing about Hertz too is you can go naked Hertz. I love naked Hertz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, look, and you don't really need much else in this game. You mentioned Naked Hurts, but even if you wanted to, like his pass catchers are so cheap in this spot. Dallas Goddard is 3,600 in a great matchup. Since Jalen Hurts has become the quarterback, he leads the team in targets, a 22% target share. So he's my favorite tight end value play. Greg Ward scored two touchdowns last week, didn't really do much else, so he ran hot, but he's only 4,000. If Jalen Rager is somehow out, Alshon Jeffrey is 3,200 against this Cowboys defense. So um, you can go naked hurts, but I actually don't mind getting a few of these Eagles pass catchers in there. Are you bringing it back with um, a Cowboys player? Michael Michael Gallup remains underrated. Yeah. Uh, Gallup is, if he's healthy, because I know he is questionable to start the week. I haven't seen the practice report yet for today. But uh, since Andy Dalton returned in week 11, Gallup leads the team in targets. And he scored a touchdown last week. So... Yeah, at 4,100, he's the guy. If Gallup were to somehow miss this game, I think Amari Cooper at 5,700 is probably a must play. Oh, you think if Gallup's out, Amari Cooper must play? Okay. Yeah, yeah, at that price, yep. Okay, all right, I like it. Uh, Broncos at Chargers. Chargers minus three, over under 48 and a half. We think about the Broncos as a tough defensive matchup. That may be kind of true, Frank, but their cornerbacks are gashed. I mean, this depth chart has destroyed uh, any interest in Justin Herbert here. I don't think it's a bad spot. Bot and you like you will get him at a super low roster rate. Seventy four hundred. He, throw, he threw for three touchdowns last time he faced the Broncos, so that is within his range of outcomes. It's just it's tough to spend seventy four hundred on him when Hertz is four hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, yeah. Because I do think the way that Hertz is running right now, his his upside is is probably higher than than Herbert. But uh, not a bad GPP kind of contrarian play here with. With Justin Herbert. I like the running backs in this spot. Melvin Gordon's actually playing really well. He scored two touchdowns last week, along with Le'Veon Bell. Melvin Gordon revenge game. Yep. And uh this is he's he's one of those mid tier between five and six K running backs that I do like. Austin Eckler, assuming he's healthy, just seeing a ton of targets. So seventy six hundred, I like it, but it is hard to pay that price when David Montgomery's only a hundred dollars more. Mm, yeah. Montgomery's finally priced up at 7,700 the way that he should be. Um, and you also save a hundred bucks to go Jonathan Taylor at Pittsburgh if you're so inclined. Cause Jonathan Taylor's, we know, an unstoppable force. Just kidding. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon's actually looked pretty good relative to how I think Melvin Gordon typically looks. And the Chargers defense is eh, suspect at best. Yeah. But it, Joey Bosa, who's always on the injury report is out. Their run defense really craters. Rams at Seahawks, Seahawks minus one and a half over under 47 and a half. I think. If you wanted to stack Russ and DK, you'd probably get pretty low ownership rate this week. Absolutely. Like their roster rates are going to be so low. Wilson is 7,300. I think based on the matchup, it's still too high. But if you do want to just do a contrarian, like this is the Heath contrarian stack of the week it is Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf. Metcalf now down below 8K again. He's at 7,800. So, uh, the last time he faced him, he did not perform well against Jalen Ramsey. We all know that, but. Uh, if he breaks loose and scores a long touchdown, then then he could potentially pay off that. Daryl Henderson, 4,500, salary relief. He's going to be, I think, one of the better value plays this week. Cam Akers has already been ruled out. So probably see like 12 to 15 touches for Henderson. And, uh, and maybe I more. would hope it's more than that. Yeah, if he, I, I, but the thing is, the problem is if, if Malcolm Brown somehow gets a drive and he just looks good, then he's going to end up being the guy. That's so true. there is some downside to Daryl Henderson, but, but on the, you know, 
the flip side to that is if he's performing well, then we could see you know 15 plus touches for him at 4,500, which is a, is a really good cost. And Robert Woods is just super consistent. We say it every week. Everyone perceives him as someone who doesn't have upside. 7K in a game with a 47 and a half total against a a secondary that has played better. You know, I'm not going to completely poo-poo the Seahawks because they have played better. Their schedule has uh, been so soft. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it feels maybe it's getting better, but it does feel like it's propped up by the fact that they played the Jets, the Giants, the Washington football team. Like, I feel like four or five weeks ago, I don't know if we said it on the DFS pod, but we were saying, I was saying it everywhere. Like, we're going to be talking about the Seahawks defense improving in the next, in the month. And let's not, let's remember who they played when we start talking about it. Maybe they did get better. They had Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams is you know, up, almost up to 10 sacks, but I, I don't know. I, I think that's a, I think it's a little, a little premature to suggest that they're just back all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I I like Woods. I mean, they have to score somehow, right? If there's no acres, we could see Goff throw the ball a little bit more here in this spot. Uh, Cup has just been so meh, and he's only he's 400 cheaper yeah. than Robert Woods. So I, I, I just think Woods is, is is much much safer. Jared Goff eight career touchdown passes in nine games against the Seahawks, and also eight interceptions. Those are not good splits. Not great, Bob. Yeah, not great, Bob. Um, <laughs> 14 and 6 against the 49ers. But he's, I mean, he throws for a ton of yardage against the Seahawks. He just doesn't, he averages 241. Yeah. I don't know about this passing game. I might just, I think this is, I think this is a game where the totals, it's just higher than it should be. And it's an under game. I am perfectly fine completely fading this game outside of Daryl Henderson. Okay. I agree. Browns at Jets. Browns minus nine and a half. Uh, the Jets will be without Quinnen Williams, which is a big factor because all of a sudden Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt, both immensely more attractive. And I think you could even argue that, I don't know if you can do it, 6,100 Baker Mayfield, not off the table. It is not. I actually agree with that. And I didn't think, I think it was probably a month ago, Will, we were sitting here like, Baker Mayfield is a game manager. There's no way you can use him in DFS. And since then, I think he's like a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. 33 and a half, 34 and 21. He's just been a great fantasy quarterback in general the last Three weeks and his price hasn't gone up reflective of his, of his production, I don't think. Yeah, no, it, it, it hasn't. So 6,100, I can get behind that with Baker. If you want to get one of his pass catchers in, Jarvis Landry could absolutely go off and he has like a over 30% target share since Odell Beckham went down, but that is just a big price tag. I, I don't think that there is $2,000 worth of difference between Landry and Rashard Higgins. So Higgins at 4,800. A sub five K wide receiver. That's that's, that's somebody who I do really like this week. The one thing I would be cautious about with Baker, and I think the Giants defense is a little bit better than people give him credit for. Uh, but they were missing James Bradbury. The in game now, like you can't look too much at Vegas or Houston um, because that was heavy win games, and we knew those games would go under against the Giants. They were they just had such a commanding lead, and the Giants just couldn't score that Baker didn't do a whole lot. Like he still threw for 300 yards and two passing touchdowns. But I mean, I think there's a, there's a, this, his ceiling might be capped by the fact that the Jets won't force them into a more aggressive offensive game script. That would be, that would be my concern here. Although, um, you know, it's possible that he goes nuts because he's, you know, going up against Sam Darnold, even though he was drafted over Sam Darnold. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're reaching too far for for a narrative there, but maybe probably if if the Jets somehow come out and look like they did last week, then that's that's your your path to 
Baker having a huge game. And clearly it's within the range of outcomes because they did it against a defense that's better than Cleveland in the Los Angeles Rams. So I won't completely rule it out. I don't really want to get involved with any of the Jets here. If you want someone, Denzel Mims is 3,600. We talk about him quite a bit. Uh, Austin Hooper is one of my favorite tight ends below 4,000. He's, he's 3,500 this week, and the Jets are the worst team against the tight end in the NFL. So, Well, the, the Browns have awesome tight ends. And Austin Hooper did get involved. I actually like that play. He scored a touchdown last week too. Yep. He scored the first touchdown because it cost me a couple hundred or a couple, few, couple units. Uh, I love betting first touchdown scores in these primetime games. I just want to put down Hooper as a good tight end option for the main slate. So I'm sort of building out a lineup. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Moving on. Bears minus seven and a half at Jaguars over under 47. Uh, David Montgomery might not be talented. His matchups are good. They're feeding him the rock, and he is a fantasy monster the last three weeks. Four weeks, excuse me. Twenty. His lowest DraftKings point total in the last four weeks, 27.1. I like to think we got ahead of this curve, Frank. We saw the schedule. We were calling out David Montgomery back when he was, oh, the salad days of 5,300. Now 7,700 in a smash matchup against the Jaguars. And he's going to be extremely chalky, and rightfully so. Since week 12, he is tied as the RB1 in fantasy points per game with Derrick Henry. Shout-out to the FFT guys as well because they were talking about him all season long as a buy low, and it's really coming to fruition now. Uh, Montgomery has at least 111 total yards and a touchdown in each of those past four games. So it's not one or the other, 111 or a touchdown. He's done that in each of the past four games, over 100 and a touchdown. Uh, and the Jaguars are, are starting to crumble here. So 77, extremely chalky. Don't mind pairing it up with the Bears defense, 3,600. Doesn't really matter who the quarterback is, if it's Minshew, if it's Glennon, if it's Luton. Uh, I think the Bears could show up here in this spot. We spoke about Trubisky a little bit earlier. He's my favorite sub-6K quarterback. Um, 27 point total they have to score. They're going to score. Like, they're projected to score four touchdowns. I like Allen Robinson at 7,700. Don't hate Darnell Mooney at 4K, um, and Cole Komet is 3K. He played, he burned people last week. He played yep. 100% of the snaps, Will. Yeah. I mean, and then here's, the thing, here's, the, here's the other thing too. So Komet should be pretty low roster rate because he, he, again, like he probably cost me a couple hundred bucks, you know, by, by laying an egg there at my tight end spot in that, in that one where I cashed. Um, Trubisky, because Hertz is 7,000, because Baker is, is cheap. Like I don't think Trubisky will be that rostered and, you get natural leverage off of David Montgomery if you stack Trubisky with one of his pass catchers. Like if he throws four passing touchdowns and Montgomery finishes with 125 rushing yards and no scores, you will have huge leverage, whether it's, and whether it's Robinson or Komet. I mean, I, don't, I think you could double stack Mooney, Komet, Robinson, any one of those guys. Yeah. And think about if you go Trubisky, Mooney, Komet, that gives you so much flexibility for the rest of your roster. I mean, you can get Tyreek Hill and, uh, got, um, Ridley together in that lineup if you wanted to. Hello. And you can bring it, and if you bring it back with like LaVisca Chenault, who's 3,700, I mean, that, that just gives you even more flexibility. You could get anyone else you want after that. So if somehow the Jaguars keep it close and Chenault performs well, I think he had seven targets last week with, uh, with Minshew back. That's, that is a route. It's a route. It might not be the route, but it is a route. I, do you have to do a bring back in that spot if you do no. that in Trubisky? I don't think so because the Jaguars spread the ball around quite a bit. I mean, there's a chance that like I think we could see multiple quarterbacks in this too. So you really don't know exactly who to trust in terms of. I mean, like this could just easily be 
34 to three. And the Jaguars wouldn't care because they're getting Trevor Lawrence. And we've seen the Bears, even in games where they're up, they don't really take their foot off the pedal. We saw that against the, uh, against the Texans a few weeks ago where they just kept throwing. I think Trubisky had 33, 35 pass attempts in a game where they were winning handily all game. Yep. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, okay. And yeah, they don't even like feed Montgomery, like when they get a lead. It's very bizarre. And plus, yeah, anyway, uh, moving along. Bengals at Texans, Texans minus eight over under 46. Um, Gio Bernard back. Well, I was depending on you to talk me out of it. <laughs> to talk right. out of is, there, is, is the ghost of Heath here? What's happening? <laughs> the Texans are terrible against the run. They I are. do think that we'll see Giovanni have a decent roster rate, maybe because of what we saw on Monday night. Is that possible? I, th- I He's think 4,800 so. against the worst rush defense in football. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be between him and Daryl Henderson and coming off a game. 25 carries against the Steelers. He had 26 total touchdowns, two touchdowns. I mean, if they're going to give him 25 carries against the Texans, he's going to be a top five running back. He should go off, man. The Texans have given up 95 or more total yards and a touchdown to a running back in three straight games. They're the worst. The highest yards per carry to running backs, 5.4. The only path is that, like, they get a lead without Bernard scoring and they just decide to feed P. Ryan or Williams. Or if he fumbles on the first drive of the game and they just bench him. That's what happened two weeks ago. That is what happened two weeks ago. He doesn't ever fumble. So I think I like, I think I like him in this spot. Man, if you go Trubisky, Comet, Bernard, you can do the, you, the rest of your roster is your play, is, your, is a playground. Like you can do whatever you want, an empty playground. You can do whatever you want, right? Yeah, there's, there's actually good value on this slate. So that's why, you know, it, we talked about in the first game, Mahomes and Ridley and Hill together. It's, it's actually doable because we have a few cheap tight ends that we like, Goddard, Komet, and, uh, Austin Hooper. We have a few cheaper running backs here. So it's, you know, you, you have to spend up big for that Chiefs game, but it's, it's doable. There's a good amount of value on this slate. Uh, on the other side here, just talking about like some GBV plays, I, I don't think Watson is going to have a very high roster rate this week based on all the quarterbacks that we've talked about. And I, th- I think his upside is still up there with basically anybody. Mm. I don't the Bengals are The Bengals aren't good. Ben Roethlisberger just stakes. He's just old and washed. I mean, that's true. Watson and Cooks could go off here against the Bengals defense. And they are in a prime left, I mean, let down spot. They have two wins. Or they, you know, like they're, I don't know how you get let down if you're the Bengals, but like, yeah, you're right. No one will be on, um, Deshaun here. And you, you are in a situation where, you know, at least with, uh, look at these games. I mean, Washington outside, Steelers outside. Not that you're going to be on these games. Ravens outside. Um, you know, Jaguars could rain, be nasty. Jets are in New York. Like I said, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs outside, you know, I mean, you're getting a guaranteed indoor game against a bottom-tier defense with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback who has massive rushing upside and passing upside. Yeah, 24 or more rushing yards for Watson in 10 straight games, too. So uh, if, you, if you want a cheap pass catcher for him, Chad Hansen, 4,400, scored a touchdown last week. Don't mind it. If Duke Johnson is out, David Johnson at 6,100 becomes a man. Well, imagine a lineup with David Johnson – and Giovanni Bernard in it together. You sick, sick person. <laughs> it's like, that's like the all you've burned me team. Yeah, really, it really is. It really is. <laughs> um, all right. 
Moving along, unless there's anybody else in there. Jordan Akins, not going down that route again. Nah, I, I like those other cheaper tight ends more. I, the Texans D, I don't mind, 2,800. And hurt too many times to do that with Aikens. <laughs> I mean, oh, shout out to Ryan Wilson, though. Did he get his uh, Ryan Finley tattoo yet? Uh, no, we are going to get a uh, a dime size. Well, two user submissions we got. One was the suggestion that he get a, a dime, dime size tattoo on his inner, like on his uh, bicep. And then Finley's face on the dime, which would be pretty good. All and right. then somebody also said you could get 7-13-89 tattooed, which is sounds like it's Ryan Finley's birthday. It's actually his passing stats against the the Steelers. So when somebody's like, oh, is that your son's birthday? He's like, nope. Wedding anniversary? Nope. Uh, what is it? Ryan Finley's passing statistics from week 15 of 2020. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Giants at Ravens. Ravens minus 11 over under 45. It looked for a hot minute last week, Frank, that it was in fact the Lamar Jackson breakout game that we've been waiting on. Uh, he did have a, he had a big game against Jacksonville, but not, uh, not to the extent that it just overshadowed everything else. He's now at 26.7 fantasy po- DK points or more in each of the last three games. Why? Cause he's running the living crap out of the ball. That he I- is. And. Uh, this is another one where I won't have a lot of exposure, but I, I might want one or two lineups just because, like Deshaun Watson, Lamar's upside is massive, and he's running, and he looks like the Lamar from last season, the MVP Lamar 2019. And when a, when a quarterback is running this way, I mean, you get that 100-point bonus on DK, a 100-rushing-yard bonus on DK, and you throw a rushing touchdown or, or two in there. Next thing you're looking at, I mean, you just got a massive game, and and Lamar is one of those quarterbacks capable of it. So, I, I want one or two lineups. Um, J.K. Dobbins, I think he's a good GPP running back. If they somehow just give him 20 touches in this game, will I mean, he can just go absolutely ballistic. He yeah. can go, we can get 100 total yards and two touchdowns. He looks awesome. I mean, he's just a really good running back. Has a touchdown in each of the last three games, up to 6,200, which is not cheap. It is, it's not, especially based on some of the other cheaper running backs that we have, but I think that's why a lot of people are, are, are going to look the other way on him. Okay. Uh, Panthers, actually we'll do these last two together because they're both sub 45 totals. Panthers at Washington and Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Uh, will you be messy? I mean, I joked about Jonathan Taylor earlier. I think this is actually now the time is to get off the hype train. I think he could have a really nice game and I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up, um, you know, with a hundred yards and a rushing touchdown again. But at 7,300, you know, that, that's just, it's a little, it's a bridge too far for me in terms of paying for Taylor at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that, that's too high based on. Like you pay $400 and take, take the chalky David Montgomery instead. Yep. Yep. I'm with you with that one. Uh, there's really not anyone I love in either of these games, obviously, low totals. If James Connor's out, Benny Snell's 5,300. He, he ran well last week. He looked good. But outside of that, T.Y. Hilton was fine. He didn't really have the game that we were hoping for. Zach Pascal stole the touchdowns there. Steelers defense is still really solid. I don't love either of these games. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Haskins will play, according to Ron Rivera, it sounds like. Christian McCaffrey will not, I don't believe. Uh, it's Wednesday, so we can't definitely say. But Haskins, of course, was at a strip club. Um, maskless, obviously maskless, I guess. Um, so I, if you go to a strip club, do you even do you wear that? I mean, like... You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, you're in a strip club. Yeah, like, does wearing a mask matter. Yeah, does is it, that the uh, dumbest thing you've seen any player do in the last five years? Oh man, maybe probably maybe dumbest thing any player's done this year. How about that? Probably not. Yeah, because I'm like, how many things has Antonio Brown done the past couple of years? Fair, but, fair. That's fair. <laughs> but this year, yeah. 
I mean, like, in a pandemic, going to a strip club after a loss when your team is winning the division and has a chance to make it to the playoffs, like, just don't go to the strip club. On top of that. You're young. Strip clubs will be there forever. And Haskins is finally getting a chance to to start now with Alex Smith Hurd and Ron Rivera recovering from cancer and stuff. It's just like I know it's like you're going to a strip club and like potentially endangering your coach's life and everybody. I mean, what are you doing, Haskins? So many, so many things wrong with this Haskins. Bad job. Uh, I, I do think McLaurin is at least intriguing here because the Panthers' defense is not good. Uh, I need to look at weather, but if Haskins plays and he's the starter and he's not, you know, he looks for McLaurin like crazy. Uh, JD McKissick too. I mean, he had a big game. They target him a ton. He just gets used in the passing. As I mentioned, the guy who won that tournament had McKissick in there. He's not cheap, 6,400, but I mean, his, you know, 13 rushes last week, nine catches for 56 yards and a touchdown on DraftKings, a guy who's getting nine or 10 catches as he's done three times this year and five times he's had seven or more catches. That's just a massive. Like uh, the upside there is huge, even without the yardage for a guy catching that many passes in on DraftKings with points points per catch, especially against the Carolina Panthers defense as well, who yeah. have just struggled so much against running backs all season. McLaurin is a good call. He's popped up in a few optimizers that I looked at this week. He's he's down at sixty seven hundred. So for most of the season, we were seeing him up over seven k. Now he's he's at sixty seven in a good matchup here. So I I don't. I don't mind that call at all. I mean, there's really not a lot of wide receivers in that range that we've talked about. So you might get them at like a decent roster rate as well. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, you, you have to be willing to, uh, any interest in Teddy Bridgewater? Probably not. No. Dirt cheap though. Nah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Oh, wait, I'm an idiot. Chalk play. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm, do you know how bad the best bet show is going to be that we're recording right after this? Just terrible. You're all over the place. I'll still listen. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, chalk play of the week. You're playing it anyway. You don't care how chalky it is. David Montgomery? Yeah, I was, unless you want Montgomery, I could leave him for you. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, if you've got another good one, do that. I'll take Montgomery. Cause I'll, I'll yeah, I, 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 well. I like Jalen Hurts at 7K. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Chalky. Jalen Hurts is a good one. Uh, I, I think we, we'll both agree on Montgomery. I don't know if you can, Debo, I don't know if the social guys can throw that in there as Montgomery, like a little graphic Montgomery in between it, but, uh, I'll throw out Calvin Ridley too. He'll be chalky, right? I mean, if Julio's out, Ridley's going to be chalky, but like his numbers with no, no Julio are just massive. And you're playing against a Chiefs team where you're going to be chasing points. For like, sure. Like yeah. either you know Julio. I think it's in the games without Julio has over a 30% target share this season. Yeah. So I'll go. David Montgomery slash Calvin. Actually, I'm not going to go Montgomery because I think if you play Trubisky, you can play Montgomery. You can. The Jaguars defense is so bad. It's yeah. one of those things where we talk about if Derrick Henry goes off, the whole Titans offense could go off. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about the Bears this week. Okay. All right. Well, Montgomery for Montgomery or Calvin Ridley. I'll take both of those. Uh, how about a value play of the week for you, Frank? I'll take one of the tight ends. I will, I'll go with Dallas Goddard. Okay. I'll go, uh. All Eagles, man. Wow. Debo loves, loves this. Debo, do you love this? The Eagles talk? Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. Mm. Mm. Debo's not speaking to oh, me. Oh, it, it's, it's great. Love. This has been just a magnificent Eagles season. So love, <laughs> love any ch- chat we can get. Um, I will say for my value play of the week, 
I think LaVisca Chenault is in play there. I think Keelan Cole is in play there. If you're doing bringbacks with the, the Bears situation, uh, don't, don't love them though. They burned me so many times. You, you kind of scared of them. Um, I'll say Miko Hardman. That's not a bet. He's 3100 in a game that projects to be the highest scoring game of the Sunday slate. Dude's going to get looks. And, he had, uh, he had nine targets last week. All right. Miko Hardman, it is. I'm plugging in Miko Hardman. Mm. Now that's how you could get to, if you wanted to open up more of the Chiefs, you could go Mahomes, Hill, Miko Hardman and bring it back with Ridley. And all of a sudden you have a whole lot of exposure there. I don't think Hardman will be that owned, right? Throw Russell Gage in there too, man. Let's just get that whole game going. I mean, let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's, let's do this. <laughs> I, mean, I guess we spent the entire hour talking can about this. Can we do it with Tyree? Uh, can we get Kelsey in there too while we're at it? I mean, Probably not, I'd imagine. Is it, would that be a bad idea? I don't think so. It's got, it has the highest total on the slate. There is a chance that the Chiefs scored 30 plus points and that the Falcons score at least three touchdowns. Let's take out Bernard. Hardman. We have to go super cheap elsewhere. Obviously. Uh, no, can't get there. Not with, not with Kelsey. Can't go Hardman, Hill, Kelsey, Ridley. No, you can't do it. <laughs> that leaves your remaining salaries. No, no, no. You just, if you add Russell Gage, you're at 2,400 per pop. But I mean, yeah, you could bail on, I mean, bailing on Kelsey's risky as hell, but you could bail on Kelsey and go Mahomes, Hardman, Hill, Ridley, Gage, and you got 4K to work with to fill the rest of your spots. Okay. I'm filling this out right now with Mahomes, Hill, Hardman, Ridley, Gage. Mm-hmm. Like a Met as your tight end. Yep. Who? What's our favorite cheap defense? Let's go with the Texans twenty eight hundred against the Bengals, and then you have five K to play with. You put Giovanni Bernard as one of your running backs. You have fifty two hundred for your next running back. Wait, wait, we definitely could have just use an optimizer for this instead of me. Like, <laughs> I got optimizer. Oh, come on, this is the content that people want. I think. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Um. Mahomes, Ito Smith, David Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Ridley Hill, Komet, Hardman, and Denver defense. Mm. I like it. I got Mahomes, Bernard, Henderson, Hill, Hardman, Ridley, Goddard, Gage, Texans. I like that. That's fun. Texas defense is a sneaky one, too, because people are like high on the Bengals for some reason this week after they beat the Steelers. I like it. Just save that lineup. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot that. <laughs> All right, you heard it. That's the million. That's the millionaire maker right there. Uh, we already gave out a, a dickle pickle beer situation. Got to go record a best bets uh, thing as well. So Frank, uh, that's it for this week. Great stuff as always, buddy. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. See you. Uh, oh, we'll talk before the new year, I think. Yeah, we will. All right, see you, buddy. The wait is over. The shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.